We give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. We give thanks to the Lord. For His steadfast love endures forever. For His steadfast love endures forever. Our Daddy in heaven, the Lord most faithful, most gracious God, the everlasting Father, the God of all flesh, the Father of all spirit, the creator and the possessor of the heavens and the earth, we give praise and glory to you this morning again. We want to appreciate you for bringing us to the beginning of another day, the beginning of another week, the very first Sunday in the month of March 2023. We thank you for your past faithfulness. Thank you for yesterday. Thank you for the night hours. Thank you for renewed strength this morning. We thank you for constant victory. Lord, we give you praise. Please accept all our thanks in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you, dear friends, this new week, the Lord will do new things in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for grace, grace for significance, grace for notable achievements, grace for excellence in this new week. May the Lord bestow upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my prayer this week and this new month, God will do notable things in your life, memorable things, events, encounters that you will not forget in a hurry. May God bring it into existence in your life. I'm alive in the mighty name of Jesus. It's my prayer this morning that the heavens will open unto you. Even this day, there will be divine visitation. Even as we go to God's house this morning, I pray that God will show up. The Lord will manifest himself. The Bible says in His presence that is fullness of joy. As we go to His presence today, may your joy be full. May your joy be full. May grace speak forth in your life. May we encounter God again today. Yokes be broken. Burdens lifted in the mighty name of Jesus. For pastors, ministers of God all over, I pray that the Lord will walk with each one of us today. Yes, our words will not be ordinary. The same God that confirmed the word of Samuel with signs following, that same God will walk with us and speak through us, even into the lives of his people. In the name of Jesus, the word of the Lord will be honored. His name shall be glorified. We thank you this morning. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen and amen.
I want to appreciate God for the privilege of uh, uh, witnessing this uh, new day. Uh, as I prayed, I believe it, that God will do significant things in your life and my life today in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, this morning, uh, I have a burden in my heart uh, that I want us to pray over. Maybe it may take us about three days to look into this subject again. It is our children affairs. The children affairs. Uh, I came across these two scriptures uh, a few moments ago, and I want to read it to you. Second Kings chapter 2, verses 23 and 24. The Bible says, And he, that is Elisha, went up from thence unto Bethel. And as he was going up, by the way, there came forth little children out of the city and mocked him and said unto him, Go up, thou bald head. Go up, thou bald head. And he turned back and looked on them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. Wow. This is serious matter, beloved. Who was Elisha? You remember? Elisha was the servant of Elijah. He was one of the disciples of Elijah. Elisha was a diligent follower, all right, of Elijah. And in this same chapter from verse 1, we saw how at the terminal end of Elijah's ministry, how diligently, doggedly, Elisha followed Elijah as he was announcing and heaven made it clear that Elijah was to be taken away. And Elisha diligently followed him, converting double portion of the anointing upon Elijah. You know how he followed from Gilgal to Bethel, from Bethel to Jericho, from Jericho to Jordan, and crossing the Jordan, he, he, he was asked what was his desire. Why was he so following? And he said, I want double portion of the anointing upon you. And of course, he got it. You know all of the issues that arose from there. And then he has just secured that double portion of anointing. That would have been terrific. All right. Very unusual. The anointing of God upon Elijah was enough. He was a feared man. Elijah was a terrifying, he had a terrifying anointing. All right. He, he, an anointing that could single-handedly handle, you know, how many prophets? 
Over 450 prophets of Baal judged them. The anointing that brought fire, the anointing that brought, that could shut the heavens and could reopen the heavens, all right, by, by, by pray, all right. The anointing, you know all that the anointing did, all right, through Elijah. And for a man to now carry double of that terrific anointing upon Elijah, that must have been something else. And uh, the first test that that anointing was put to was the this dividing of the river of Jordan. All right, Elijah, Elijah just smote that river with the mantle, and it parted ways. He crossed over on dry ground. That was very very serious and easy. All right, to begin ministry with. And then he came to Jericho, and the Bible says, the men, the adult generation, the mature generation, the, the generation that recognized and revered the anointing of God, the presence of God in the life of a man. All right, those, the generation of people that have respect for ministers of God, for servants of God, they came to Elijah or Elisha. And the Bible says they prayed him. All right, they said, Behold, the situation of this city is pleasant. If you look at it from verse 19, as you can see, but the ground is barren, the water is not. All right, the adult generation recognized the hand of God. Upon Elisha, they came bending over to him, praying, converting his intervention in their prolonged crisis. The crisis of barrenness, the crisis of death, unproductivity in the land. And with the saying, with the pronouncement of the mouth of this adult generation, or, or of this Elijah, all right, to the crisis of the of the of that generation, the the problem was dissolved. The water was healed. The ground was healed. All right, there was a turnaround. So I could see a generation of people who revered the oil, who feared God in the life of a man, who has respect for carriers of divine presence. But amazingly, in the same chapter, the same, the same community, there came a generation of children. All right? Their age group, I don't know. But I guess they would have been teenagers or less. All right? Maybe, let's just say, from 18 years downward. And the Bible says they came. They gather together, not five, not ten, not twenty, over forty. At least, let's say, they should have been about fifty or thereabout. And the, the Bible says, as Elisha was passing by, going to Bethel, the Bible says, these children gathered together to mock 
the same grace their fathers honored. They mocked the anointing the fathers converted. They despised the man that their fathers bowed to. All right. A generation of untrained, untutored children who have no regard for God, neither for his presence. They have no regard. Possibly, they do not even recognize, and I, I guess that could have been the beginning of the crisis, inability to recognize a man that carries grace. Inability to know how to respect and honor the oil of God upon genuine ministers of God. All right. I believe if they have known, if they have been brought up in a manner to recognize and to honor, they would have rather coveted the touch of the of this man of God. You remember in the days of Jesus, the Bible says the parents brought their children. The children came in mass, and parents said, Please touch these children. I guess these children would have needed the touch, just a touch or a word from the mouth of Elijah into their lives to speak into their lives. All right. A word of lifting, a love, a, a word of breakthrough, a word of preservation. They could have converted. They could have run after Elijah and said, Daddy, please pray for us. Rather than doing this, this generation mocked the oil of God upon Elisha. They insulted grace. They insulted. You see, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, <laughs> idolize men of God. No. Please don't get me wrong. There's a problem I could see there. We are not to, to make a God out of such men, even those men of God who carry genuine oil. When people wanted to do that, they forbid them. But that, as it, as it were, did not say that these grace carriers should not be honored. That is why I, I, I feel in my heart this morning that we need to do something. Something needs to be done. You know what happened at that point. We will, we will look more critically into this matter in the next two days. We want to pray for this generation of our young ones. All right. We want to pray for our children. We want to beg God even to reverse whatever cause is affecting a generation. And this one is not just affecting generation of young children by age. We have adults also who fell into this category who have no regard for the oil of God upon men who carry God's presence. We are going to be praying. 
within the next two days. Beloved, may God Almighty visit our children at this time. May God heal our children. May God touch their lives. Beloved, we need to pray. You pray for your children. I pray for mine. We pray for the generation of these upcoming children. By God's grace, we'll continue from here tomorrow morning. I am your brother and friend. Sunday, our enjoy God's presence today in Jesus' name.